The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTUV, WXYZ people, and anybody else I may have missed to the Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live here from the U.S. occupied state of South Carolina. I'm the editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, and for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warns you about. I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys could join us here on Monday morning. Um, some people are going to be looking for the stream by, by chance on uh, YouTube and Facebook and all of that. And for whatever reason, uh, Restream is having a problem. I was trying to do a special edition of the show last night, and it was just uh, kicking on, off, on, off, on, uh, starting all, all these new streams, like three or four of them. It was ridiculous. And um, so I assumed it was the Internet traffic that was going on. Now I get up this morning, I try to do it. It's doing the same thing. So I'm going to have to contact the guys at Restream, find out what's going on there, and uh, hopefully we will have that corrected by tomorrow. However, we're recording that uh, video and the podcast this morning, so that will be available at sonsoflibertymedia.com shortly after the show in the archive there. So you'll still be able to catch that if you're not on Red State Talk Radio. And I'm telling you guys, just in case some of you... Switch over and you and you watch the live feed. Anyway, if you'd like to check us out online, sonsoflibertyradio.com, sonsoflibertymedia.com. If you go to sonsoflibertymedia.com, you could normally see this on the right side, but that won't be the case today. Um, you can also check out the live feed on normal days where it's all working or check out our feed of other articles and things that we put out on my Twitter account, FPPTM, FPPTM on Twitter. Our Facebook account is Bradley Dean SOL, Bradley Dean SOL on Facebook. Our YouTube channel is B Dean Sons of Liberty. YouTube is B Dean B Dean Sons of Liberty. Normally we would be on beforeitsnews.com, but we're not on there again today. And same thing for DLive.tv at D Sons of Liberty. And then you can also check us out at Spreely Gab Me We Minds USA.life under Sons of Liberty or Sons of Liberty Media. Now let me let you let me let you in on something here. Um, we're we're seeing this stuff with this coronavirus, okay, and we're also seeing a lot of things. You know, boy, I mean, there is so much different information that comes out, um, and it's it's kind of amazing to watch. Um, some of the stuff that comes out, okay? It's just, it's utterly amazing. And then, 
um, I'm, I've been rather fascinated, if you will, with some of the Q stuff. I, I mean, I really am kind of fascinated <laughs> how they uh, just how, oh, this is fitting right into this. The, nobody ever thinks to ask that I can see in that movement. Could some of these people be in on providing you a hoax? I was trying to find the particular tweet um, with uh, Tom Hanks. Yeah, this is one thing. This is before I get to the main thing today. All right. Um, but I came across this. Somebody sent me a, a video. I, I think I can find it here right off the page because they're not tweeting that much. Um, <clears throat> the... Um, this okay. This is this is it. I'm going to have this on the video so people can check this out. Okay, this is one where they, you know, claim they had uh, the coronavirus and all this. This is right off their page. Okay, and there was somebody. Okay, this is and and they didn't even question it. It just didn't even. It went right over the head. Could these people actually be? I mean, they're actors. And they pointed out this little thing for those who will be watching the video later. It's right over the door over Tom Hanks. And it's a barcode over the door. Okay. And somebody says, well, this is military. You know, this is a a military installation. You know, this is part of what they do when they inspect it. And it tells them what's in that room and this, that, and the other. And (laughs) they're theorizing, are they at a military base? And, you know, then it's all, they're the bad guys and all I want you to look at these people. Do these people look scared to you? Do they look worried, terrified, or anything? People will be able to see it later. If they're in a military installation and what Q is telling you is going on is actually going on, uh, they don't look like that to me. I, I just that, that was something that's, that's bothered me for two days after watching that video, and I, have, I haven't had a chance to really put that on air. It's just one of those things. I just, I, I just I don't buy all that, okay? I just I don't buy it. So... There are several things that have gone over, uh, gone along over the weekend. Now, um, I think it was, let's see, this was uh, on Saturday, we got word that President Trump is sending the army into New York, declared it a major disaster area. Come on. A major disaster area. I, I I don't even begin to understand this kind of thinking. I don't. This came from Pamela Geller over fri- on Friday. The U.S. military is now working on plans to take over hotels, college dormitories, sport arenas, and turn them into ICU-like medical facilities. Really? I just... And we had a guy on the street the other day saying that, well, let me give you this, and I'll give you that part. President Trump declared New York State a major disaster area Friday as coronavirus cases skyrocket. The declaration allows New York State to access federal aid. That's your money. That's not federal aid. That's your money, people. Via FEMA's $42 billion disaster relief fund. The U.S. military is now working on plans to take over hotels, college dormitories, and sports events, sports arenas, and turn them into ICU-like medical facilities. 
The emergency declaration comes as New York State and city hospitals run out of face masks which and ventilators. The face masks, I mean, you know, Trump's attorney general says that we shouldn't be doing it because they're no, no use to this. But they are for medical people because you, if you buy the face mask, they're not useful. But you're putting your community in danger because these kinds of people can't get them. It just doesn't make any sense. In New York City, 14 people died between 10 a.m. and 6 p.m. Friday. I guess, I mean, I guess all we have to do is to go on a report here. The equivalent of almost two people an hour. Two people an hour. And in the time it takes you to read a meme in America, we will murder six American babies. But I don't see a shutting down Planned Parenthood. No, they're wide open. Their doors are wide open right now. They're not hindered by this at all. You can go in there and murder your baby if that's what you want to do. Trump's declaration... And that's not an if they die, that is when they die. That is the purpose of the abortion, is to murder them. Trump's declaration was issued, and I know people will hear me and they'll say, oh, you're just bashing Trump. And then you'll give all kinds of excuses why we can't stop the abortion in America. You'll you'll give all kinds of excuses. But we can move the dadgum army in to take over taxpayer-paid-for Facilities, sporting arenas, college dormitories, and hotels, private businesses. I I doubt Trump Tower will be a part of this. In New York City, 14 people died. Trump's declaration was issued Friday night, four days after New York's Governor Andrew Cuomo asked for it. It's the first time in U.S. history a president has declared a major disaster over a public health threat. And frankly, I don't think this is the public health threat everybody's making it out to be. No more than the flu is. And you can tell me I'm crazy, but our president said it right the first time he spoke. Does it mean we don't take it serious? No, I'm not saying that at all. Any kind of sickness is not a good thing. In fact, we were trying to bring Bill on because we wanted to. I wanted to counter... Even what's being proposed by this administration, the chlorocorine. Because if you go look that stuff up and you look at the reactions and the responses and the things it does, it's not good for you. And when they come out with a vaccine, that's not going to be good for you either. Oh, you're a kook, Tim. Okay. All right. Just telling you. After the mandatory vaccines in Wuhan, what happened? What happened? That's where you had the alleged exploding of the cases there. Now, this is from Emily Crane. And she writes, the U.S. military will now be called in, and the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers have said they plan to take over these hotels and dormitories and all this kind of stuff. And de Blasio had urged Trump to send in the military, and it's le- – yeah, but this is <laughs> – you have to understand this, all right? You really have to understand this. Hang on just a second. Mouth's getting dry. You have to understand this. Cuomo, de Blasio, what are they? They're big state people. They're nanny state people. They have, they, they're not American-minded. They're communist-minded. They, they want to trample on your rights. 
They've done this for some time. What is the response when it gets a little bigger than they are? Well, we need to bring in the military. I, yeah, I have a problem with putting the military here like that. I'm just going to tell you, this is not... Military is to be used for defense. And the only way this is working is people are actually buying into, this is a war. I'll show you that in just a moment. So here's de Blasio. He urged Trump to send in the military and its logistical support to hard-hit New York. Is anybody thinking the siege at this point? <laughs> just I'm just saying. The movie The Siege. Denzel Washington. What's the guy from Die Hard? Bruce Willis. And the other chick. Uh... Forget her name. Anyway. Except this isn't a terrorism by Islamists. This is... Uh, anyway. Support to hit to hard hit New York State, California, and Seattle on Wednesday. On Friday, de Blasio said, We constitute 30% of the cases in the U.S. and 70% of the cases in New York State. Whether we like it or not, we are the epicenter. Well, I, yeah. And there's also the reports out... One, that the CDC possibly had news of this coronavirus thing in advance of it coming here, or in advance of it getting it out. We have that report. Then we have another report that comes straight out of the government that tells us that 80%, 80% of all positive results of tests are false. They are false. What... You're not hitting hearing that on the news, are you? I didn't even pull that one up. I, I, what I should have done was pull that up, um, and maybe I can do that really quick. Um, because I put it out the other day, and somebody says, where are you getting this? Well, this comes from the government's own website, okay? Uh, PubMed.gov. Let me see if it, yeah, okay, here we go. So... This is the report from the U.S. National Library of Medicine, National Center for Biotechnology Information, pubmed.ncbi.nlm.nih.gov. All right? Here's their objective. As the prevention and control of COVID-19 continues to advance the active nucleic acid test screening and the close contacts of the patients has been carrying out in many parts of China. However, the false positive rate of positive results in the screening has not been reported up till now. But to clarify the false positive rate during screening is important in COVID-19 control and prevention. So what were the results? Well, the results were when the infection rate of close contacts and the sensitivity and specificity of reported results were taken as, as the point estimates the positive predictive value of the active screening was only 19.67%. In contrast, the false positive rate of positive results was 80.33%. The multivariate probabilistic sensitivity analysis results support supported the base case findings with a 75% probability for the false positive rate of positive results over 47%. The conclusions? In the close contacts of COVID-19 patients, nearly half or even more of the asymptomatic infected individuals reported in the active nucleic acid test screening 
might be false positives. Think about that for just a second. How many news outlets do you know that reported that information? It's to make it look as bad as it can look. And look, guys, you know, I got a good friend popped on my Facebook and said, oh, you're you're taking the vice president out of context um, to suit your narrative. Good friend. And I don't say this with any animosity or any of that stuff. Okay, I'm mean, I mean, just I'm, I'm not saying that at all. But when Mike Pence got it, look, they're bringing this task force out daily. That, I, I'm just telling you something. That isn't helping anything. This isn't just about Democrats. This is about these guys doing it. Now, Mike Pence said the other day, Americans are coming together to fight this. Well, how, okay, let me ask you, how are they coming together? What was the implication that they are social distancing themselves, that they're not going to restaurants, that they're not going to bars, that they're not living their lives? Go in your street. <laughs> I mean, even my kids are telling me, there's, you know, where we work, it's kind of dead except for lunchtime. I, I, I talk with my friend Bill from Health for All of Life. We're going to do the show. We're going to record it sometime today, Lord willing, so that we can deal with this this stuff and give you something that's non-toxic for your body. That if you get this thing, or basically any other virus, this can actually help you. It doesn't cost an arm and a leg. You could treat your whole family for well under $100. And I wanted him to come on and speak about that. I mean, we've had Bill on before. Healthforalllife.com. But what the government wants to offer you is something that is, yeah, it's been around a while. It's been used to treat malaria. Not 100% effective. But boy, the side effects are pretty dangerous for some people. Probably far more dangerous than whatever COVID-19 is. But people eat that up because these are experts and these are people in authority. So they must know all. And I showed you the Dr. Bricks thing from the Coronavirus Task Force the other week. It's absolutely ridiculous some of the things that they are doing right there in front of us on camera that they're telling us not to do. So when Mike Pence said Americans are coming together, I said, no, they're not. They're being told not to come together. And on top of that, he then says, listen to the governors of your state, like Governor Cuomo here, maybe Governor Gavin Newsom. Shut everybody up in their homes. Give us the National Guard. Let us impose... Uh, a, a tyrannical form of curfew over this invisible enemy. Doesn't that sound familiar? That's almost the same language that we had under G.W. Bush, who wouldn't call it what it was, Islamic terrorism. He wouldn't call it Islamic terrorism. Nope, he whitewashed it. Islam is a religion of peace. That's what we were told. Now they're putting you guys on lockdown. 
there in these states. And it's coming to other states. Watch this week. Watch it continue. And, of course, President Trump says, oh, don't blame me. You're asking for the stuff. Well, sir, you could put a stop to it. But this is political in nature. Everybody has to understand that. The pressure gets on somebody to do something instead of recognize it for what it is. Now, just so we're not out, you know, I, I'm led, I'm trying to be fair with people. Here is <laughs> the coronavirus task force. This is this is what this is what we've got. Okay, this is what was said. Five minutes. Here it goes. Today, I'm announcing action to help New York, California, and Washington ensure that the National Guard can effectively respond to this crisis. The National Guard, these are tremendous people. They're fully on alert. We've signed what we had to sign, and uh, it's been activated. We're dealing also with other states. These states have been hit the hardest. Actually, pretty much by far, you could say the hardest. Everybody can see that. Just look at the numbers. And through FEMA, the federal government will be funding 100% of the cost of deploying National Guard. I do want you to think about it. Just look at the numbers. Look at the numbers. I mean, really, look at the numbers, people. Don't take it from the government. Go to the sources who are giving you the numbers. The numbers in this, compare it with other things people die from every day in this country. And we're not calling the the National Guard out for those things. We're not calling it out for flu. We're certainly not calling it out for abortion. And that is not even... Uh, a again a, a disease or something that is actual murder we're not calling them out for that we're not shutting down abortion clinics right, let's look at the numbers Mr. President let's look at those things because I it's just it's absolutely amazing to me and it's not that I don't think that COVID-19 has some severities. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that at all. But calling out the National Guard, really? Is that what we're doing here? Guard units to carry out approved missions to stop the virus while those governors remain in command. So the governors locally are going to be uh, in command and uh, will be uh, following them. And we hope they can do the job. And I think they will. I spoke with uh, all three of the governors today. And just a little while ago, and they're very happy with what we're going to be doing because we'll be announcing some other things for those three states and some. Okay, just a quick, quick note, because I want people to think about something about what was just said. Cuomo and Newsom are happy with what President Trump has done. Most people see here's the switch in this political season. What has happened with. Democrats becoming Republicans. I want you to stop and just just back up for a second and think about that. A lot of conservative talking heads have come out and they've said, oh, look, this number of Democrats all of a sudden switched to Republican. Well, what does that mean? They changed their jersey and that's it? Did they change their ideology? Did they change their worldview? Did they change any any kind of view of what the Constitution actually means? Or do they just want to get on the quote-unquote winning team? That's what I mean by the political jersey stuff. Nobody ever asked that question. 
Some of these people just say, well, some of the people are just getting a little too radical. They weren't radical enough when they're murdering babies, when they're promoting sodomy, when they're when they're promoting anti-American gun grabs and all kinds of... They weren't too radical for that, but now they're too radical because of their attacks on the pre, on president? I, what? Nobody asked that. They just keep going right along with it. Just keep going... And, I, and I'm not trying to interrupt the president. I'm just... <clears throat> this hits me here. Here's Cuomo, guy who's attacked Trump. I mean, he's attacked him. Newsom, the same thing. And he's attacked you people, too, who are listening to me. He's attacked your rights, and he's attacked mine. These governors, are, but now all of a sudden they're on the side of Trump. Do you notice the media that was attacking Trump is now getting on his side on this? Folks, I'm telling you right now, this has nothing to do with being American. This has to do with an agenda that's being pushed. You watch it. You watch it, and you can call me whatever you want. I don't hate President Trump any more than I hate those people. I hate their ideologies, but that's not what the issue is. This is an issue of liberty or tyranny. It isn't an issue of Republican or Democrat, right or left, any of that nonsense. And you need to be aware of that. That's why I'm trying to point it out to you. All right, let me let President Trump finish. Other states uh, where it's uh, hit the hardest, this action will give them maximum flexibility to use the guard against the virus without having to worry about costs or liability and freeing up state resources. Hang on, hang on. Sorry about that, President Trump. This will give them the authority to use the guard against the virus. Did you hear that? How does an army attack an invisible microscopic enemy? Stop and think about that. These are the things that are you're being told. Well, you're taking them out of context. And Well, what are they doing? What are they doing? Ask yourself that. What's going on here, really? And I already know, look, this is why it's disturbing to me, the stuff, the, the Q followers. I, I'm just, I'm telling you, it's why it's disturbing to me to no end. Your response to all of this is to say, well, this is planned, and they're taking down the criminal cabal. And, and I just go, what do you see happening here? And Q tells you, don't worry, patriots are in control. Patriots are in control with helping impose basically what's becoming martial law, infringing on liberties. I thought patriotism was the exact opposite of that. Sorry, I thought it was the exact opposite. I I just don't see people thinking through what's going on there. Anyway, uh, I'll try not to interrupt unless I hear just something so ridiculous. To protect the health and safety of the people in their state. The federal government has deployed hundreds of tons of supplies from our national stockpile to locations with the greatest need. In order to assist in those areas, I approve the state of New York's request for a major disaster declaration, something which uh, Governor Cuomo has been asking for and which I agree. All right. So so there's something else here. Deploying all the stocks of the federal government. No, deploying the stocks that were purchased with your dollars, Americans, not the federal government. 
see, this gets back to a thing, and I'm sorry for interrupting, but this gets back to a thing that um, we covered years ago in Not Yours to Give. And it was years ago when David Crockett was, I think he was in the Senate. Uh, maybe, I think I, I'm, I'm correct on that. If it wasn't, it was in, con- he was in Congress in some capacity. And there was fires in, I think it was Georgetown, and houses burnt down. And he sided with a lot of these guys to give like $20,000. It was a lot of money back then uh, to the people who were affected by that. And when he came back to his hometown to ask for votes for re-election, one guy stopped him and he says, I'm not going to vote for you again. And the guy goes, well, why not? And he goes, well, 20000 you could have gave $20 million, But you had no authority to do. It wasn't yours to give. You see, charity is not the purview of government. It is the purview of the individual. Let me say that again. Charity is not the purview of government. It's the purview of the individual. I could give you the story, and you're all familiar with it. The Good Samaritan. When Jesus told that story, did he say the Good Samaritan, who was the mortal enemy of the Jewish guy who had been beaten and robbed, left for dead on the side of the road, did he call out uh, what would have been in that time the essence of Obamacare? Did he call it the government to take care of the guy? Hey, 911. Yes, um, I see that there's a guy in the road. He's been beaten, and um, he he looks like he's about to die. Can you send somebody out here? No. He went and he took care of him himself. He used his own oil and wine to take care of the guy, bandage up his wounds, put him on the back of his own donkey, take him to the inn, because he was on a trip himself, make sure the guy was taken care of, left money with the guy, his own money, not government money, his own money, and said, when I pass back through him, I'll check on him, and if I owe you anything, I'll pay it then. That's love. That's charity. When you steal it from other people to give to other people, that is not charity. That is akin to socialism. The thing, the guy who's speaking, our president, said we weren't a country that was a socialist country. Uh-huh. Okay, just want to make sure we're clear on that. And we had it uh, done in very rapid fashion. Uh, we approved uh, this on Friday evening, and we are working very, very hard to uh, get all of these things uh, not only signed up, but completed and finished and, and win. The request from the state of Washington for a major disaster declaration was approved uh, just a little while ago. Went through the process, and we moved it very quickly. The request from the state of California was just received, and we will have it approved very quickly. We'll be working. I told that to Gavin Newsom, uh, and we are uh, we're working on getting that done very quickly. It'll be done maybe tonight. We've large, uh, we have large quantities of medical equipment and supplies on the way, based on all of this, to those states, including respirators, surgical masks and gowns, face shields, coveralls, and gloves with large quantities already delivered to Washington and to New York. In addition to large quantities of supplies, I've also directed FEMA to supply the following. Four large federal medical stations with 1,000 beds for New York, 
eight large federal medical stations with 2,000 beds for California and three large federal medical stations and four small federal medical stations with 1,000 beds for the state of Washington. The governors know. The supplies en route to California and New York will be delivered within the next 48 hours. In addition, the naval hospital ship, the USNS Mercy, it's an incredible ships. These two ships are incredible, one on the West Coast, one on the East Coast, will be deployed to Los Angeles to add emergency surge medical capacity, and they have a tremendous capacity. They are really something. Uh, I will say that uh, if you look at some of the things we've been doing, and now those numbers have gone up, and just to be a little bit more exacting, uh, we've done a presidential approval for requests for major disaster declaration for the state of New York, uh, approval of Title 32 National Guard activation for the state of New York. We're providing all of this at no cost to the governor. I spoke with Governor Cuomo. He's working hard. Okay. We're all, all working right. Look, hard together. I, at no cost to the governor. It's the cost to you, America. It's the cost to you. You're going to foot the bill. See, they hide behind the language of, well, the government, we're, we're just going to print money out of thin air. And they do. Let's get to that, too. They do print money out of thin air. We have um, the Federal Reserve will make up to $4 trillion in loans to businesses to rescue the U.S. economy, Munchen says. Look at this. Four trillion. They just dumped one point five trillion into the stock market, and what did that do? It lasted for ten or fifteen minutes. Who's paying for that? You are. And they just printed the money out of thin air and stuck it on your back, America. Now they're talking. Treasury Secretary Stephen Munchen said Sunday the Federal Reserve will play a key role in the lending funds. This is not lending. They're just going to dump it. Come on. Come on. Let's print some more Monopoly money. Let's devalue the dollar further. It ain't like it ain't lost 98% of its value anyway. Working with the Federal Reserve... We'll have up to $4 trillion of liquidity that we can use to support the economy, Munchen told Fox News on Sunday. Those are broad-based lending programs. We can leverage our equity working with the Federal Reserve, he said. Yeah. See, this Victor was exactly right on Friday. You are a socialist nation by definition when you have a central bank. And I know the Q guys believe in getting rid of the central bank just like I do. And this is why I say, look, I'm not your enemy. I'm not trying to attack you. I'm just trying to get you to see what you're being fed. The Treasury Secretary said the plan is broad-based to help small and large businesses get through the next 90 to 120 days, he said. Well, what about after that? How are they supposed to pay it back when you're shutting them down? I mean, I, is anybody thinking this through the next 90 to 120 days? Some people are forecasting going on, you know, a full year. 
Munchen said he thought the bill would be finished Sunday and ready for a vote on the Senate floor on Monday. The bill would also include small business retention loans aimed at helping companies help workers on their payrolls. This will cover about half the workforce, Munchen said. Payments will include two weeks' worth of cash flow and some overhead. The loans will be forgiven if workers are not laid off. The loans will be forgiven. If not laid off. Folks, that's socialism. It's going on your backs. Don't lay off the workers and we'll forgive the debt. Checks for Americans. The average check for a family of four will be $3,000. Yet we're not a socialist country. Enhanced unemployment insurance for people who are laid off due to the pandemic. Some Fed watchers expressed caution about the $4 trillion estimate. I, when you see what's going on here, you see the road to slavery. I know people don't want to see that. I know you want to think everybody has the best intention at heart, and there may be some people in here who do have best intentions, good intentions. Wanting to stave off the worst. But I'm telling you, you go and do the, actually do the numbers. I encourage you to actually get to the source of the numbers and compare them with other things that happen, whether it's the flu or anything else in this country, and we have never done something like this. There is something else that's going on. And I don't think it's going after pedophiles. We have churches abandoning what the Lord Jesus Christ himself said through his, through his people, in his word, they won't meet together because the government said so. They would rather obey man than God. You people who are looking for the mark of the beast in a microchip or some silliness like that, you don't need to look any further than what's going on right now. Are you obeying God by meeting together with his people? On the Lord's Day? Or are you submitting to the tyranny of man and the fear of man that he's bringing on you? Let me let you in on something here. Our pastor yesterday... Now, look, our pastor has a um, has put out a letter from our presbytery, and it's actually a really good thing. It doesn't say there is no virus and this, that, and the other. Um, and... But there is the issue of how we deal with it and how we deal with what God has said. Now, I'll have this up in the, um, in the archives, too, so you can read the letter in full, okay? Uh, but I put it out a couple of—I think it was last week that I put this out. It was Church Responds to Coronavirus, Love and Not Fear, Pray, Repent, and Be Grateful to God, no matter what it is. Because for God's people, even things like this work together for our good. You know, the psalmist wrote that it was good that he afflicted me, that I might learn his statutes. It's never a good it's never a good thing from our perspective, a happy thing to see people suffer, to see people die, to see people. It's never a happy thing for us. It's not happy when we're going through it. It's not a good thing from our perspective. But this is the difference between those who see it that God's not in control and those of us who see that God's promises are yes and amen in Jesus Christ and the fact that he 
does what he does and he his word goes out with purpose. It doesn't go out in vain. Listen to what the Bible says, and I'm gonna I'm gonna cover a couple of things. Maybe this will impact some of those things too. Psalm 91. This was the message yesterday from our pastor. Psalm 91. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress. My God in Him will I trust. Surely He shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and pay attention and from the noisome pestilence. The noisome pestilence He's going to deliver us from. He shall cover thee with his feathers, and under his wings shalt thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flieth by day, nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday. A thousand shall fall at thy side, and ten thousand at thy right hand. But it shall not come nigh thee, only with thine eyes, shalt thou behold and see the reward of the wicked. And he goes on to say, Because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the Most High, thy habitation. Now it goes on from there. You can read the passage yourself, Psalm 91. But the key there was your dwelling in the secret place of the Most High. Your dwelling in the shadow of the Almighty. You are the one, and that last passage that I read, you have made your, you have made the Lord, you have made God your habitation, your place of living. I'm not talking about you say, God bless America, and you just forget God all day long. You've made him your habitation. You've made him your life. Then there's protection. Otherwise, you don't fall into that category. And so God brings these things on the people to get them to repent. Which again is what my pastor was getting at in the letter that he sent out. Pray, repent, and be grateful to God. And that will be in the archive after the show as well. So you can check that out for whatever. But you can see this impending tyranny coming. Now I know some of these guys have started to turn on President Trump. And he just said, well, you asked for it. Okay, well, <laughs> a National Guard is basically a state army there. They, they could call them up themselves if they want. They just don't want to pay for it. But the problem is, is the people of the state's going to pay for it. One way or the other. And I don't think the people get it. Many of you hearing me now don't get, you're paying for all of this action that's happening. That in all honesty, for me, I don't see why it's happening. Well, Tim, this is a pandemic. Okay. Yep, I've had guys write all these kind of stuff. And I'm still saying to you, we are taking people who are not sick who are testing positive for coronavirus when we know 80% of the positive results of the tests are false and we're quarantining them. We're shutting down businesses. We're telling people they can't congregate while the people who are telling us not to do that are congregating. 
day in and day out to tell us not to congregate. Our liberties are being infringed upon and we don't even know it. Why? Because we don't know our founding documents. And we don't know the Word of God. And we keep going down this road that people before us in history have gone down for whatever kind of emergency. I believe it was Hayek was talking about the emergencies are used to bring these kinds of things in. State of emergency. In fact, uh, our friend David Rizzolata wrote a, a great piece yesterday dealing with this constant state of trauma. Okay? Again, uh, I'll let you hear some of President Trump. will have that in the archive so you can hear the whole thing if you've missed it. We have our mil- military times. Trump orders National Guard into federalized status in three states. I mean, I got... See, the only reason he gets that is out of this declaration of a, of a, national, of a national emergency, which is unconstitutional. Well, the Congress can write a law. Okay. I, I get frustrated with people. Article, section, and clause, please, where they can do this. They keep control. Federal government foots bill. No, you foot the bill, America. Wherever you see that federal government or the state is footing the bill, you're footing the bill. You, you and your children and your grandchildren are footing the bill. That's who's footing it. You're footing your own demise in this. You're paying for it. Again, I had yesterday, I put up a quick thing. The reports are out now. There is a draft that came out of the Department of Justice requesting Congress for power to petition judges to basically indefinitely detain you during an emergency. Why? Well, because, you know, we might have to, you know, let judges out because we can't have jury trials. There'll be too many people in the in the bill in the room there to try somebody. So maybe we can do like, um, I don't know, we can do trial by monitor. And some people have rightly said this is a bad idea. This is a really bad idea. Because part of the thing is being able to see the person there too. It's not just so much the information. There's a lot of theatrics that goes on within a trial. Politico, look, I'm not a huge fan of Politico, but here's what they said. The Justice Department has quietly asked Congress for the ability to ask chief judges to detain people indefinitely without trial during emergencies. This is a violation of the Fifth Amendment, and I believe the Sixth Amendment. Part of a push for new powers that comes as the coronavirus spreads throughout the United States. I mean, they talk about it like it's some kind of... I mean, they talk about it like the whole world is swamped. In, I mean, it's just covered in this, and they're not. They're just not. Yeah, there are cases in places, yes. There are deaths, but even worldwide, it's not this significant number of however many billion people are on the planet. I haven't even looked recently. Six, eight billion? I, I don't know. And we're talking about less than 10,000 people dead from it? I, I just, I don't understand. Documents reviewed by Politico detailed the department's request to lawmakers on a host of topics, including the sta- statute of limitations, asylum, and the way court hearings are conducted. 
Politico also reviewed and previously reported on documents seeking the authority to extend deadlines on merger reviews and prosecutions. A Justice Department spokesman uh, declined to comment on the, on the documents. The move has tapped into a broader fear among civil liberties advocates and Donald Trump's critics that the president will use a moment of crisis to push for controversial policy changes. Kind of like after Parkland. Let's take the guns first and due process second. There's a history here, folks. There's a history here with Bill Barr. He agrees with the president on asset asset forfeiture, a violation of the Fifth Amendment. This is a Bill Barr is the man I told you. He justified the FBI sniper that shot an innocent, unarmed woman with a baby in her arms in the head at Ruby Ridge, who went on to go be promoted. This is this guy in your DOJ. I told you this stuff when they nominated him. People poo poo. Oh, you don't you don't need to bring that up. He's a good guy. Trump's a good guy. And this, and I'm like, look, the guy has a history. He has a track record. Look at the things he said about Julian Assange. When Julian Assange exposed the corruption and the crimes of our government, and has Bill Barr went after that? Heck, no, he hasn't. But you people think he's going to take down the deep state. Edward Snowden, Julian Assange exposed the deep state, and these people have done nothing about it. Nothing. But they want you to believe that imposing tyranny is the cover for dealing with the deep state and child pedophiles and all this other stuff. They want you to believe that. I, I, I get frustrated because this seems so clear to me. It seems so clear. Now, we had um, Kurt Nemo. Now, most of you recognize the name. You know, he used to be the editor and the main writer over at InfoWars. Now, InfoWars has done almost a 180 on their foreign policy. Kurt was the guy who was running things back then. And Kurt hasn't been writing for some time. Um, I think his blog, he said, is ending in July. But he lets us carry his stuff. And he he wrote two really good pieces. Now, um there is a um one that is called and and these are there there are two that he had out yesterday or the day before i i may have caught them late but one is covid-19 cover for economic reset and elitist driven totalitarian global authority i think that's exactly right i don't think this has anything to do with getting pedophiles i don't think this has anything to do with a cover for taking down the deep state i don't now, I'm happy to say I'm wrong about that, but with USMC in play, USMCA in place, I don't believe it at all. I don't believe it at all. Here's what he writes in one of the pieces. The response by the government to COVID-19 will turn America into a third world country in short order, and it is doing it. We are seeing it before our eyes, and the people are just going right along with it because they're fearful. What does God tell us as his people? Don't be afraid. If you're afraid and you claim the name of Christ, you need to get your theology straight and then start acting like a Christian. That's what you need to do. He said, destroying the economy, throwing millions of people out of work, creating air uh, air money, (laughs) and thus inflation. Look, they just told you, $4 trillion. $4 trillion. 
Donald Trump is going to oversee a greater debt at this pace in one term than Barack Obama brought us into in two terms. Do you get that, people? Are you listening? Are you paying attention? Well, you just hate Trump. No, I called out Obama for the same things. And it's on our backs. It's on our children's backs. He writes, destroying the economy, throwing away millions of people out of work, creating air money and thus inflation and draconian measures to head off a virus that kills far less than the ordinary flu will have serious and unprecedented ramifications. It already is. He writes, the veneer of civilization will dissolve in short order. If practically everyone is ordered by the state to shelter in place, there will be few people left to deliver, let alone produce food and other necessities. Within the first few days of this exaggerated new plague, frantic citizens besiege the store, stripping the shelves of toilet paper, canned goods, and bread. This is happening as a result of the corporate media hammering out an apocalyptic message non-stop. Fast forward to the next month, or the one after. Millions of people thrown out of work and confronting poverty will react in the way humanity always reacts when faced with scarcity and hunger, with food riots, looting, and violence. This is why the National Guard is being sent out. Yeah, they're going to give the show that they're setting up these things, that they're getting them mobilized. They know it's coming. And these are the very entities who are doing it to us, and we're letting them do it to us. Because of fear. Well, Tim, you produce articles on COVID. Yeah, but I don't, I'm not afraid of it. I'm not afraid of it. We provide information. That's one thing. I'm not telling you to stay in your homes. I say go out and live your life. If you're a business owner, to heck with what they're telling you to do. Open up your business. If all the businesses would get together, what is the state going to do? They're going to they're going to they're going to shut all of you down? Really? Is that what you think they're going to do? You see this is the difference between those who get the information and those who have faith in God and what he's doing and those who get the information and they're fearful and they're scared and they bow the knee to the beast. Don't bow the knee to the beast. Do what is right. Because the beast is acting unlawfully and we did turn the tide back on that i thought people wanted to do that but apparently not all right lord willing we'll be back with you tomorrow victor portier dissecting the times and our history lesson will be up then you guys have a great day and uh, lord willing we'll see you then Adios.